From beyond the farthest reaches of our galaxy they come. Two brains pulsing with a strange energy. These space brains come to share their love of science fiction movies. Welcome to Space Brains, the show where we joy watch sci-fi movies and then talk about what was good and what was great. I'm Surrey and this is Mark. Hiya, tonight we're talking about Shanghai Fortress. It's a 2019 movie, so consider this your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go back and watch it. It's a very new film. It's a Chinese film, so you probably want to get your subtitle reading skills up to scratch. Yeah, definitely. And... Uh, uh, it's got lots of space bits in it. It is. It's very oh, sci-fi. You know, not there's... space bits. I suppose it comes from space. Aliens, Aliens and shooting and, yeah. and whatnot. Big explosions, this kind of thing. In fact, we were just saying it kind of is a little bit of, probably a bit of homage to Independence Day, this film. Yeah, the, the main spaceship is circular and it shoots a big laser at the bottom yeah, of it. Yeah, got a big laser. So it's... there's a lot of real high-tech, uh, futuristic human inventions to sort of save shanghai oh it's fantastic yeah it is so what's your number one takeaway from shanghai fortress sorry number one takeaway is it's good to die <laughs> it sure is well to sacrifice yeah, oneself for the team i think it's all about the self-sacrifice yeah isn't it? yeah and i think it's a really interesting thing we we did do the wandering earth go back and listen to that episode if you haven't uh, which is another chinese film and there's definitely something about these Chinese films, you know, about teamwork and cooperation and working together and surviving them, you know, against the odds as a team. Whereas, you know, when we look at a lot of uh, Western films, I think we tend, even in this same sort of genre or this same scenario, you know, end of the world things, we tend to look for someone to save us, like one person, a hero. Yeah, and I, I think also the other thing I noticed, same uh, with The Wandering Earth, was that there were when they were in official capacities, people were very rigid. They were, weren't they? Yeah. So when the uh, in Shanghai Fortress, when the the four, I suppose, main characters were out of uniform on their own, they were, they were informal. They were just like a bunch of friends hanging around talking about stuff. But when they were in their their training, they're in the uniform, doing the training. It was all just no nonsense, just it's talking business about business. Time. There was no <laughs> no. You know, smart talk. There's no. no Will Smith character. You know, <laughs> it was all just yeah. And and that was the same in the Wandering Earth when they it had, was, wasn't it? Yeah. When they had their duty to do, they did their duty. It's like almost every role in society does their duty, no matter what. Mm. And I like in this, uh, we'll get into the plot a bit later. But you know, like there is that moment where they evacuate Shanghai, and it's like evacuate uh, peacefully and orderly and everyone does yeah they all do. whereas like you know you can take these other movies like independence day or even war of the worlds and in america set in america and everyone like basically pushes and shoves each other out of the way and you know you end up with that uh you know the cars strewn along a freeway stuck in yeah, traffic and everyone toots their horn like that wouldn't happen in china they would all just exit very proficiently apparently so yeah, see, i wonder how much of that is kind of the ideal they put forward yeah. in movies yeah. versus reality. I, I imagine it's probably 
Maybe well, it's it, in between those it's two. It's probably like <laughs> the the Western movies are um, exaggerating that yeah, fear exaggerated. a bit. Exaggerated. You know? So there is there is kind of in in the Western movies, in Western society, I suppose there is kind of a um, this concept of exceptionalism where yeah. it's the exceptional people, the heroes that tend to stand out above everyone else, mm. and it's not quite like it is in the movies where there's you know, they'd like to tell us that there's one person. If you look at a, like Apollo 11, that yep. movie. Yeah. Uh, or, I suppose, or I suppose Space Cowboy or something. There was definitely heroes involved. Mm. But I think it was a far more realistic portrayal of events. And so whilst there were exceptional people doing things, they wouldn't have been doing it without the support of a great big team. Yeah, yeah. And so I think the same maybe the Chinese ones, they tend to push this um, group work, teamwork, to the extreme where you probably would get a bit a bit of a dial back on that. You'd still get, you know, your exceptional members standing up and, and leading. Yeah, of course. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess they just don't celebrate it in the same way no, I mean, in the movies. Anyway. Yeah. And I mean, from our impression of Chinese efficiency and things like that, I mean, it, that's the impression their culture gives us, but it doesn't mean that then on the ground, there's not people whinging and complaining about it. You know, they, and so this is a movie version of it. So of course they're just kind of, Bit of propaganda, propaganda in a way. I'm not saying the movie's propaganda, but it's propaganda to the culture. Well, isn't you, it? you know, you like do have it to wonder that. how much of that there is in movies, not just Chinese movies. No, in all movies. Because I know that uh, there's a number of US movies that get funded by the Department of Defense. Definitely. Yep. And to get your Department of Defense funding, yep. you have to portray uh, military sequences and the military in certain ways. Yep. Yep. Not, uh, they're not uh, unreasonable ways. Yeah. You know, they're not. <laughs> they're not they're not totally brainwashed, but they certainly they certainly do have certain requirements with what you are and aren't allowed to show. Yeah, the they want to sh- doing. show it in a particular light, don't they? Yes. You know, and and they'll give you some money to do that. Yeah. For example, not, they probably won't don't want you to show, yeah, you know, the waterboarding and torture no, scenes. No, they'll which, avoid that part. Which yeah, <laughs> it's you know we all like to pretend that our our armies and so forth don't get involved in any of that, but you know, hey, that's all right. People get excitable and in stressful situations and they do and take excitable measures <laughs> and so i imagine the chinese movie certainly from what we know of their government you'd imagine they would definitely have a it would be a lot easier for a big budget chinese film to get made and promoted mm. if it showed the chinese culture yeah in a positive way well, yeah and we i don't know enough look, I'll, I'll put up my hand I'm, I'm naive about the funding model of films like this you know, I actually did read that they expected this was going to be a huge blockbuster, this film, as big as The Wandering Earth. Right, it's got and the special effects. and the, Yeah, you know, like the, the expectation pieces, yeah. was the same. But I, I don't really know. I mean, there's a bunch of Chinese production companies that, you know, you see at the start of the film that are behind it. But I'm not sure who's funding that, you know, deeper than that, you know. So I'm very naive to that. I'd have to look in and research that. But, uh, yeah, so you don't even know how much this is government sanctioned or is it actually their film industry just growing, you know, and, and making something like this very organically. Well, you know? of course, the other thing of, is that every culture likes to watch their own heroes be good. I yeah, mean, you don't want how to... many US films have portrayed the US actions as being heroic and yeah, brave right. and valiant yeah. when reality would show a more balanced view yeah. of those conflicts? That's right. And, you know, you imagine sometimes... Like, but, but not Australia. Like Australian no. war films... <laughs> Hundred percent, Australia is absolutely the best. Yeah, that's right. For sure. But you, you, the the funny thing is, isn't it? It's like so. This film 
the Chinese kind of save the day. It's the last remaining city and they're yeah, fighting the them. Last, so they're the same one. But then like you take so many of those other Western films, America's the one that saves the day, right? So, Independence Day comes yeah. to mind. The whole, yeah. And today, the July 4th will be everyone's it's Independence Day. day yeah. And when I, I heard that, I just groaned and almost died inside. <laughs> I went, get over it's yourselves, juicy, please, it? come on. It's um, like what, what, we should turn up to America and say on January 26th. Yeah. And everyone will see today as Australia Day. <laughs> but I never, I never, like, I, the thing is, you watch a film like this and I think, well, yeah, the Chinese might save the day. Like, it makes a shitload of sense. But then it's like, and the Americans, oh, yeah, the Americans might save the day. I, I sort of buy into the propaganda. You know, if we had this alien invasion, we probably would. But in reality, it probably would be some sort of unified front, wouldn't it? Like that every nation would chuck something at it. And, but it would never be Australia saves the actual day. But we might have a scientist that comes up with something that kind of, you know, is the technology that saves the day. But it wouldn't be us that would save the day <laughs> that same way. We kind of don't have the population no. for it. We don't have the population. We don't have the numbers. But that's why, um, oh, what was the, you know, the Has um, film, The Beyond. The Beyond. You know, and I mean, yeah, that was in England and that. But they sort of did do that, didn't they? It was like it was... There was a Russian and there was the American astronauts and there was the, you know, the, the European space station. And so it was a unified front. And I think that would be more reality, wouldn't it? Well, it everyone would want be. a piece of it. Yeah, everyone would. Everyone it, would. it would be like, you know, if aliens rocked up, basically every government would say, we can't afford to have our nation not be a part of this in right. some way. That's right. Because it's just going to be too big a, a deal. Yes. To miss out on. So, yeah, you get funding. It's just like when you, you come up with the next great podcast and every nation just has to, just has to be a just part of it. Just has to be know? listening to Space Brains, that's right. Yeah, very much like that. So tell me, is this a hope, a warning, or an experiment? I think it's hope. I think it's humanity will prevail. I'm seeing a bit of a theme in some of these, you know, an ongoing theme now, sorry, in these, in these science fiction films that humanity does overcome this yeah. superpower. Particularly you know? these big sort of blockbuster of sized course, yeah. films. It's, yeah, it's a very popular thing. It's a very popular kind of ending that, of course, you know, humanity, you know, we give it everything and, you know, hopefully, as we said before, this is a spoiler, but, you know, at the end of this, Shanghai is in ruins and so is most of the mega cities around the world, as they say. Um, but they've given it everything. You know, so huge population losses, mass destruction, but... Humanity does prevail somehow. Absolutely. So I think hope. I'm definitely in the hope. Yeah, I mean, it really is a bit of a hope, but although there's a bit of a warning there because the whole reason these aliens turned up, and we don't get much background on this. I want, like this movie is based off a book. I'm wondering if the yep. book has a bit more depth in this. It's just this Zhang Yang. Is yeah. that what it's called? Power, power supply. Source, yeah. This crystal power supply that they got from space. Mm. They didn't elaborate on that, and the aliens have turned up presumably to capture or destroy this. yeah they want to they want to they want a piece of it that in itself made me curious i was going mm. well is that because we think it's a power source but it's real really something else maybe it's their historical archives that's right <laughs> you know <laughs> and, on, just give us back our bones and yeah they they, they store their their <laughs> historical archives in these and these crystals as energy and yeah. you read it back by basically having them energize some sort of playback device yeah, yeah that's right but we wasteful humans are just Draining the energy draining and the us destroying the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's an in, like I think it's a very topical issue for China and then also obviously for the rest of the world. But this idea of like an energy source, 
And I think I think there's a bit of politicalness to the fact that they're like China harnessed this 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 power source. Mm. You know, like they really. They, it's very. I agree with you. It's so brief at the start of the film. I would have liked maybe a bit more explanation or well, a little bit seemed, more. It was the important motivator for the alien. That's right. Yeah, but it would have been nice to maybe develop that a little bit more. I think at the start, like it would. Have, I was interested. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. You know, and they sort of said, oh. Uh, this power source means you don't have to rely upon coal or, or oil, you know. And I was like, oh, that's really, that's very topical. That you is know? probably like, important to the Chinese because yeah. they've got to import a lot. Mm, yeah. Uh, a lot of Australian gas yeah. and coal, as it turns yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And... But, you know, like unlike some countries, <clears throat> Australia, um, they've, uh, they're really developing things like solar and wind and other energy sources far beyond what anyone uh, expected. And they're also going to have a smart power grid within the next like two years which everyone in the west said i'll take china like 10 years to create so they're really right now their government is shifting a lot of their power you know around Mm. because i mean that they have to they're huge huge population they're they're the ones that need to make some quick decisions but uh yeah you wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if the next thing you know you hear that china's Mining something well, on an asteroid, like you've talked about. Well, they've been they've been sending their or they're trying to send people up to the moon. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of part of a way of, I guess, stamping their place, their their mark on history. Yep. And they do have the advantage of having an authoritarian government. Yeah, of course. They so can work together. The, well, I mean, one thing they don't have to worry too much about being voted. In. Yeah, that's right. Which yeah, the bad side of that, of course. Is yeah. obvious. Yes. The good side of it means that they can just sort of say, well, you know what, we need an enormous hydroelectric scheme to prevent flooding yeah. and also provide power. Yeah. And so they just evacuate a whole bunch of villages and so forth and flood, you know, the Three Gorges Dam is a yeah. huge dam that they built so quickly. Yeah. And they could do that because they could just you know, send the army and just clear everyone out, yep. build the thing and Move just it or lose res- it. resettle them and... You know, and okay, yes, yeah, so there's 130 or 300,000 people who are pissed off about that, and they go, well, get on with go it. Go somewhere that you can vote. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can't. Yeah, you can't. Too bad. Just, right. see what Hong Kong, just see what Hong Kong has to say about voting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's an interesting political environment, but I, I don't, the film doesn't really get into that, but I thought that was. But I think one of the strongest uh, motivators or. or or ways of moving towards a global peace, in fact, would be plentiful energy. Yeah. Because one oh, yeah. of our main reasons we fight is for energy sources. Of because course, of course. We can, we can synthetically create uh, petrol, we can, and gas, and diamonds, and most things, if you have enough electricity at yeah. command. And, of course, ironically, we use oil and, and so forth to make that. Make that. But if we had, you know, fusion generators or some yeah. mystical crystal that just yeah. generated lots of energy or Superman cranking a hand <laughs> generator, yeah, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have these sorts of fights. No, you wouldn't, of because course Because we could desalinate all the water you wanted. You could, you know, create whatever synthetic materials you needed from base carbon and yeah. hydrogen. Yep. And off you go. That's Everything's right. Very little reason to fight. In fact... When you start moving to automation and automated factories and computer design and all the rest of it, you almost start moving into the uh, Star Trek style uh, post-scarcity environment. Yeah. Where you can just, you've got so much energy on hand that you can 
run incredibly expensive factories to create whatever you want and they barely need anyone to look over so you've got all these people with leisure time now contributing you know their their art and their their science and their whatever to society yeah well you're moving up that maslow's here um hierarchy yeah. of needs aren't you you know so you the higher you move up that the more you're in the pleasure and the arts and the crafts and all those kind of things rather than the desperate you know i need food water mm. shelter you know so and humanity's then different you know it's a different fight i know, you know i think we did see a bit of that in this movie because this movie was about um well, so let's get let's go. So yeah. we start off learning that Earth has come into possession of a power source. Yeah, very powerful. Actually, we probably should just say, yep. sorry, who who made this film? <laughs> I've got it here. Oh my god! So it's not a name that's easy to pronounce. It's uh, so the director was Hua Tao Teng, and then the writers was the screenplay was by Jing Long Han. And then the original story and screenplay was also by Jiang Nan. Probably got them totally wrong. Do you want to have a crack at pronouncing those no. names? <laughs> so no, no, we're never I, we're not even good at Western name no, pronunciation, I, so I we work, never know. So you know, I work with a Chinese guy, and when he says names, yeah, they like, say so. Them. There's a girl. At they work. say them normally, don't they? <laughs> there's, there's a girl at work. Uh, I know her as Kay. Yeah, and I can't pronounce. Because it's it's this tonal sort of yeah, that's right. inflection, which is totally alien to English. Yeah. Like, we don't have that type of sound. And so, uh, I've tried saying these names the way he says it, and he's just like, keeps correcting me a little bit. And, I, and he ends up just going, ah. Uh, just call me Matt. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just stay with K. <laughs> it's like, just. Well, because I'm the same because I deal with a lot of Chinese and, uh, you know, like even also Indonesians and Thai. And again, quite often you pronounce their name a couple of times and then they say, call me Jack. Like, they, they, you know, yeah. they just, <laughs> they're like, you're never going to get it. So just, just you call, poor, here's the You English. poor, poor white boy, yeah, just you, call me Jack. <laughs> you're never going to get put the you out of your misery. phonetics on it. <laughs> so anyway, I did have a go at their names and it is a 2019 film. And Netflix, which I like this because there is some negative reviews around this film. Like we said, they expected it to be as big as The Wandering Earth and it didn't quite do that at the Chinese box office. Netflix has come on board, bought the distribution rights, streaming it available now. And yeah, for the rest of the world to kind of give a bit of an opinion on it. And that's why we've jumped on board, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful film. It's got, uh, you know, blockbuster graphics and it's got, you know, the, the soaring musical bits. It and, does. Uh, and exciting final sequence Some quite good acting as well i oh, thought the acting was really great we'll come back to that a bit strong later actors and yeah there. incredible cgi oh, and of course you know, we like... had the sad news that godfrey gal yeah the, it's unbelievable uh, the actor who played yang jianan as i understand it he was the motorcycle loving guy yeah right okay and he's uh, he died tonight while yeah. we were, as just not long before we recorded this, in fact, he was pronounced dead after collapsing uh, on a like a game show. He was yeah, running unbelievable. some sort of cardiac issue, three hours in hospital, couldn't resuscitate him. Wow. So, And he puts this, in a good performance in Shanghai Fortress. So, yeah, I think... He played Ken in, in Toy Story 3. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. So we know him. We know him from a Western movie. <laughs> yes. Also because I've got kids and I've watched that movie a few times now. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's go. Sorry, I cut you off before. Let's start with the plot point. Okay, so, so as you said, at the start, what's going on with the planet? Uh, yeah, we're told that we've, that 
we have uh we as in earth has come into possession of this power source yep um oh what's it called it's called like uh zing zing uh zing yen or yang something? i was always, i was just always a bit confused by that name throughout this but you know it must have meant something no i don't think they ever explained what it meant no not really they, they this power source this yeah. set of blue, got it from space blue glowing crystals that came from space yeah. we're not told any more about no. that and then we're told that aliens rocked up. A mothership turned up. And they were interested in this energy source. And they're, they're just going to every big city that has this energy source in it yeah. and destroying it. And we see that. We see them sort of destroy um, New York. Is it all California or something? Some big city like that. We actually yeah, see. Yeah, like a big Western city, like yeah. an American city. and they... San Francisco. One of those big American iconic cities. And then they, and then they blow Yeah, it's so iconic we know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember it actually now. It's funny. But it's just a really quick moment of a news yeah, reader talking and, and, and it blows up. And through India. And uh, yeah. yeah. takes out Delhi. And, um, and, then... and so we come in on this Chinese military training uh, module of this, uh, what are they called? The Grey Eagle Squad. Grey Eagle Squadron. Yeah, and they're four four young um, Chinese, three guys, one girl, and they're they're in sort of those game those game machines that you find at a arcade or a, like what we call time zone. You know, yeah, they're like, like but and and they're flying drones electronically through their headsets, kind of VR style, aren't mm. they? And they're fighting the aliens, but it's it's just a simulation. A, a simulation. Yeah. yeah. And we're so interested, and they're drones. That's right. They're, they keep talking about drones, and they sort of fight like so. The planes are out there fighting these aliens, and the aliens. What are the aliens like? They're well, we never see robotic, them. can't they? You know, yeah, like, we don't actually know if they're just drones because I mean we're fighting them with drones. Yeah, that's right. So, are they so just we don't drones? we don't know if they're just the drones uh, or if, or if are the aliens are actually. Artificial intelligent or yep. hybrids of some sort. We don't really get to see that, but um, we do very quickly learn that the main character there is um, Jai yeah. Young. Yeah, Jiang, <laughs> Jiang Nan. Jiang. No, no, that's the that's the dude who wrote the book. <laughs> it's Jai Young, isn't it? Oh my goodness me! Look quick. We we need to have every it's time. Jai Yang, Jai Yang. That's what I'm going for. Yang, He's the main character. Jiang Yang. Yeah, I'm going to call him Yang. Okay, Yang. Yes, so I'm, ter- I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> no, I really apologise. I tell you what, if you but are Chinese out there, get in touch, get in and touch. we will correct up our pronunciation. Yeah, you can we'll, give us some lessons. We'll record you saying each of the names, and then yeah, I'll just dub we'll, that over top we'll, of us. We'll do some dubbing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, watch it. Yeah. Yang, we find out he's got the hots for the Lin commander yeah. Lin Lang, the the um, yeah the commander yeah. woman who's. She's in charge training of training the their squadron. Yeah. So I'm personally I think that's a bit inappropriate that he's, he's got the hots for teacher, but you know That's okay. She is hot. She, she is, is she is hot. She is good looking. Um and she doesn't reciprocate. They're no. very business like. No, very she's very busy like. Very business like. And we it's, we yeah, sorry. So it's it's her birthday and so he's he's in the lift with her and you can hear him talking to himself. He's thinking, you know, I've got to do it, I've got to give her the present. I've got her a little present. This is it. This is my chance to talk to her. And he just sort of takes his breath to sort of talk and the lift doors open and she steps out and she meets some this uh, other dude there. Yeah, the guy that fires the cannon. Yeah, the, the cannon firing guy. Which is the... Uh, oh, sorry, that's... Yeah, that's, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah the guy that unfortunately passed away. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> so, and he gives her like a big box of roses. Yeah. Whereas he had just he's like smooth. a... He has like a little yellow flower and yeah. he's got a big box of roses and they, they walk on. 
And so he's crushed. He, he goes home. And we, we learn in all this that Shanghai is the last remaining you know, big city um, mm. that all, that all the, the other cities around the world seem to have been destroyed. Shanghai is holding steady because it has this shield. Yeah, great it. big so force field over it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's this great big shield around it. And uh, the, the, there's this great character, the general. Yeah. I really liked him. You know, he's very stoic the whole time. He's a hardened, battled uh, general. Not that we really know how many battles China has been in over these years, but he just seemed to know his shit, that guy. Like, he, he, he exuded yeah. confidence in the situation. He was. He was, he was appropriately yep. um, experienced. Yeah. You, you didn't think that he'd risen to the ranks by nah. accident? No, nah. this guy had come from the bottom to the top. Worked his way up there. So, all right, Yang, he goes back and meets up with his buddies. Yep. Uh, and, oh no, he goes back and repairs his his flower. He's yeah. a bit sad. And we we learn that yeah, he, he's sort he's of, really longing for his ears, and he's like looking and out he, the window, and he's and he debates text, oh, writes yeah. a text. Oh yeah, the, the, the good night, and he yeah, rewrites I hope it. You do it well. And then he, 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 well. Was, he started with like, didn't I do well today? And then yeah. he was deleted, and he's like. Did you think I did well? <laughs> Delete. Was I okay? Was I okay? Delete. Uh, how was today? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, good. Good night. It was, it was really good because that's... <laughs> I liked that scene. It yeah. is that kind of... Uh, yeah, that thoughts you go through and you're like, yeah, yeah this, is, yeah, one, this is impressive. Yeah, I'm, I was so good. And you look at it and you go, nah, that's yeah. not right. <laughs> no, that's not right. Well, it's telling us something that, you know, he's not super confident, is he? You know, yeah, like he's no, not... He's not going to send her a dick pic, I don't think, is he? He's like, he's no, especially not, especially not with that old school phone. No, he has a weird phone for the fact that this, uh, I didn't realize, it, I mean, it doesn't really state it, but looking up online, it is it is supposed to be 2035. So it's a bit more futuristic, but his phone is a bit old school. I could only think that maybe it was a like a hardened military phone. Yeah. Because it yeah. had a very I rugged a, looking yeah, case to it. Yeah. Well, I was kind of thinking, you know how like... Uh, Aussie trades people have that, you know, they can buy that like brick phone still now. It's like, mm. you know, it's indestructible kind of thing. It's not really a smartphone. It's just a phone. Just a phone. You can drop a ton of concrete on it and you still dig it out. <laughs> Eat it with your pie. That's right. So the chief lets them know that the smoke covering Shanghai is New Delhi. It's the destruction of New Delhi. Oh, yes. Which, uh, if anyone knows their geography, well, India's pretty damn close to... Shanghai, <laughs> and it's mentioned that three. He says three thousand six hundred soldiers uh, were all killed in the battle, and, he, and Lin Lan is ready to fight. Yes, she's ready, and that's what I liked about Lin Lan. She was, you know, so she this love thing was going on. She was showing nothing in return, but then when it was with the general, she was very, very efficient in her job. You know, like so. Yeah, she was committed to the cause. I liked it. I liked it. I liked her character. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very good in that she was. Um, she was not frivolous at all. No, or, or, no. or what do you call it? Uh, silly. She was definitely a professional soldier, and she was there to do her job. We didn't really learn anything more about her, actually. Like, no. Um, <laughs> Again, there's no backstory. Yeah, I mean, really I, I guess on. we learned that she went. She was in the same graduating class as the the, the cannon, motorcycle guy, yeah. cannon firing dude. Yeah, let's get let's get. No, the motorcycle guy was another guy. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but it was the cannon dude. That, the cannon dude, yeah. Because he, he asked about the, her relationship with him because yeah. he, he saw that rose exchange. No, they're just friends. Like it's, they graduated. They together. graduated together. They're they were part of the same. Era. And that that was, but yeah, we'll get to that. That comes a bit later. So there's a code red. 
There's a code red. There's a code red. Code red. The mothership is over, coming over Shanghai now. And yeah, it starts firing its laser at the shield. And the shield kind of holds its ground for a little bit. Yeah, it, it, little, little bits of holes open then because the holes they shoot, start opening up. It shoots its um, predator drones down. Yeah. Which, you know, these balls that go tumbling through and they pop out you yeah. know, as these four armed robot. Yeah. And I, I liked that because, you know, the, the, it had the the holes sort of formed in the shield and those drones were flying down, but some of them missed and yeah, they, just, a lot of them they were annihilated, the you know, by the shield. Yeah. So it, it was cool that because it sort of set up the premise that, yeah, you, you know, if the shield's complete, they can't get through, you know, yeah. like, so it was, it was a clever little plot. Shanghai um, does like, have a, a fighting chance. Yeah, they have a fighting just... This thing is pretty strong, this shield. So I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. So they launched all their drones yep. to counteract the alien drones. Yep. And the, the, the drones are these sort of sleek looking fighter things. They shoot missiles. and it, was, it really reminded me of some of the anime I've, I've seen. In particular, I was thinking of the, um, the Robotech Macross Saga. I don't know if you've seen it. That's like no. way back in the 80s. Yep. Uh, it's actually really good. You should, it's a bit of a cult movie. A series, they because. Uh, but anyway, it's that same sort of fighting where there's these aircraft zipping and rolling yeah. and turning and missiles with their trails flying everywhere and well, the, and the great, exploding yeah. and the, the the Grey Eagle Squadron get into their things and they send up their drones and they're flying yeah, and they're shooting and all that sort of stuff. It's tremendously exciting and these, yeah. and these predator thing as they land, some of them get down to the ground and start wreaking a bit of havoc. But, yep. uh they they decide they've got to. Reveal their weapon. Yep. And so well, just just before that, I um, there's like because Jai Young, he's not he's not there. He's on the street. Remember, it's his day off, and oh. so he's like wandering around the street, and this these things start landing and fire, and he saves a little girl. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. And uh, so he grabs a little girl. Oh, and that's then right. Yeah. And then one of these things has landed, and it's like it's actually not like the other. It's big. Yeah, it's the a big real, one. And like. The soldiers come running out and they're shooting it, but the bullets are doing nothing. Yeah. And it sort of comes towards him and the little girl. And then all of a sudden this laser that I believe... They're, they're called the artillery. Yeah, artillery. Yeah. But then but then I believe... I thought I might have got this confused, but I think Linlan is like controlling this thing. This big laser tank comes flying around and blows yeah. the Predator out of nothing. Yeah. Blow, yeah, blow, <laughs> blows it away. It's, it's yeah. very exciting. It is very exciting. So... um. In in that context, the humans have kind of, and then they they seal the shield back up. They seal the shield. They get the the cannon prepped. No, they don't do the cannon in that moment. Don't they do that? When do they do the cannon? The cannon is uh, like the midpoint of the story. In that first attack, they didn't do the. Are there, there, are there three? Were there three attacks? Uh, I mean, I only watched this two days yes. ago. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. This, oh, just my memory. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happened to become an old man. They, they, they sort of managed to seal that giant predator was the day, and then they sealed it up. They sealed the yeah, shield. Yeah, they sealed back the up. shield up. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the humans the, win the battle. The thing flew away. Yeah. It got, it got bored. <laughs> the mothership was a bit like, eh, come on. I want, just want my grandma back. You know, she's in those crystals. Yeah, I want my grandma crystals. You guys have got some serious defense here. This is going to be painful. Um, that's why I like that uh, movie, that kids' movie, Monsters vs. Aliens. And there's mm. like the the aliens, like, got the big brain and the really powerful spaceship. And he gets like really frustrated that um, they're like, the, the way the humans are thinking about everything is just annihilate them. <laughs> 
Totally different movie. Okay, so um, so we're getting a little interlude here. Where... The council debate. The oh yeah, that's this wonderful uh, uh, some white dude with a deep and powerful voice, but he was dubbed. He was dubbed. I know. So yeah. was he speaking Chinese in the original version? He must yeah, because I I had the original. I well, Netflix told me I had the original Chinese Mandarin with English subtitles. Yeah. But clearly, this guy's mouth was moving. Different yeah. words were coming out. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a the whole whole council there. I'd... And they debate that they should use the cannon to kind of get rid of it completely. And the the general's like, but if you use the power of on the cannon, yeah, the like everything's make, yeah, everything's it. going to be a bit disrupted. So they kind of debate that a little bit. Um, actually, yeah. And this cannon is living underwater. It's something underwater somewhere, isn't it? In yeah, Shanghai. we haven't we haven't seen it revealed no. yet. It's just uh, this secret weapon has been talked about. It this this cannon. Yeah, and yeah, so they use the alien energy to both power the shield. And the cannon, but they're kind of, he's figured out that you can't do both at the same time, basically. Yeah, and oh, it sort of makes sense. You've probably got to yeah. drop the shield anyway to fire yeah. the cannon. Otherwise, you're going to shoot your own shield. Shield, your own shield, yeah. Um, then we have a nice kind of, you know, human element, which is the, the Grey Eagle Squadron. So yeah, they discuss their future. They're sitting up on the rooftop the, or something. Yeah, having some Coke and chips or something. Yeah. And, I'm going to um, ride my motorcycle with yeah. my wife. Yeah. And... Humorously enough, he has a dream later on where, in fact, he's on the back yeah, seat and his of, wife is driving the motorbike. Yeah. And he says, hey, why am I sitting back here? And she says, because it's your dream, silly. <laughs> so we so we get this insight, in fact, that he's he's not the big tough bad boy that perhaps he'd like us to think. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then with that, there's another attack on the shield. And it's the, I think it's the Nanpu, Nanpu Bridge. Is going to, is under attack. Is where the shield's being attacked, mm. and so they decide, um, you know, send all their resources there, get it all ready. You know, should we use the cannon? Should we not? And then they realize the people at the cannon, the the guys working on it, realize that they kind of have a moment of thinking this is a trap. So they yeah, kind of why, like, why hang are they on, making why, everyone go to that one yeah, spot? Yeah, yeah. They suddenly realize that this is stupid for everyone to go to the one spot. Um, but of course, by then it's sort of like they do let everyone know it's a trap, but the mothership attacks the command center. So it shoots kind of its like laser right on top of right the shield. Right on there. top of the yeah, yeah, and, and it totally kind of breaks that, through. That and, shield gets knocked out yeah. badly, and then lots of drones come through. Yeah, and it's looking bad. But they get the they they scramble all of the defense drones themselves, yeah. like the let's stop calling them both drones. The predators. <laughs> they they call them predators. They call and, them predators and annihilators. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so they were coming through, and so they scrambled the like the Grey Eagle Squadron drones. Yeah, and yeah, there's and there's lots of them. There's not just like four spaceships, no, not four ships. There's hundreds, hundreds of them. Into, yeah, and they, and so they go and start fighting, and they they we have another big battle scene, and this is where they realize they go, well, uh, they're they're winning, or they're they're slowly breaking through. They're getting closer and closer, and our drones are are too far. Uh, are not doing the work, and all of our ground troops are too far away. They're going to take too long. Yeah. So they they crack open the cannon at this point. Yeah, they get it out. And it jeez, comes. it's a big one. It's huge. It's big. It's very impressive. It's just there's like a lot of people in it. Yes. Manning it, doing yep. God knows what, and it kind boiling of, the kettle, that sort of thing. <laughs> and it sends out of the river, and it like 
really like sort of something that you normally see in sci-fi spaceships, you know, like it, it sort of like ignites from the bottom and powers all, you know, oh, each and, bit and the, comes the on. the middle bit starts spinning like mirrors. Yeah, it starts yeah. spinning and this light start reflecting back yeah. and forwards inside yeah. there. It's very, very anime look, yeah. very Japanese animation yeah, type yeah. of size and scale. Yeah. And uh, it was quite frankly very impressive. It was. It was. The yeah. special effects in this, the, the CGI is genuinely yeah. quite good. Mm. I think, I think because they largely confined it all to uh, machinery. Yeah, that's so, right. So, you know, because the aliens, we never saw biological creatures. It was no. all machines. Yeah. And they tend to be very easy, relatively speaking, to um, animate. Because if a machine is walking like an animated object, it looks, that's what machines walk that's like. That's right, yeah. yeah. They walk, sta- humans can dart around, whereas a robot sort of walks more yeah, a little stagnant. Bit weird, yeah. A little so, bit more square, yeah. Yeah, so and and these cannon comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And they needed to fire it because these uh, predators were like, you know, they're on the ground. They were killing all the soldiers. They were, they were ripping them apart. They were jumping on the. They were, just, they were just about jumping on the cannon, put, they digging were, their way into that. Yeah, they were, and they were coming into that command center, and um, it was quite a, you know, later when they attacked, it's not as violent. But in that scene, they're kind of like, there's a lot of, you know, those old fashioned like. We see the shadow of them stabbing a soldier, oh, throwing them over their head, and, and these violent. Um, shoves to the side you know yeah. where like someone's running along and then explosion and yeah. they get thrown yeah. bodily into There's the wall lots of that Bam. sort of stuff and and the the predators like they i mean it's like they've got they're standing on two legs but their arm they sort of jump and then they flick like a spider does you know what i mean they sort mm. of like flicked across the room and the soldiers could just not like kind of put a dent Couldn't in get it. Yeah, like, yeah i mean the guns the soldiers had weren't very effective against the no. armor anyway yeah but it showed that if you got Good hits on its, you know, vital parts. Yeah. You kill it even just with a handgun. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is that these things they, they, they jumped fast. and rolled and yeah. sprung and yeah. they had four arms, so they they swing off stuff like yeah. monkeys and yeah. they, you know, grab people and throw them about yeah. the place. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying. It really, I mean, that whole concept I liked because I feel that if in our lifetime something like this happened for real, like that, that, that's what we'd be bloody faced with. You know, it wouldn't be something that's like, you know, it, it's technology beyond our own. Like well, this we, is the thing. Like, so a... If a spaceship can come all the way to our planet, you know, they're, they're, they're superior to us, aren't they? You know, oh, like, yeah. And then if they've got these sort of like drone creatures, which makes a lot of sense, like why send your own people? You know, like humans are sort of, we're, we're on the precipice of this a bit with our own internal wars of drones and, you know, sending missiles in on people like the Americans have done. And, you know, the, you know someone's sitting in a um, computer lab in middle America and firing on someone that looks like the target that they should be hitting with a little missile off a drone. You know, like you can imagine, you know, an alien race, if they can get to planets and overtake planets for energy or whatever, I mean, their technology is going to be beyond the roof. And why would they send their own people. They would send robots because you just keep making robots, don't you? Just you know, like ones. yeah, drones, <laughs> robots, whatever you want to call predators, annihilators, like yeah, like so you see that kind of thing. And you're like yeah, and and our bullets might do nothing against them. Well, you could imagine it'd be enough to be few enough uh, vital parts. Yeah, so yeah, even bullets that pierce through. Yeah, uh, you'd make these things with redundant componentry yeah. and so forth. Yeah. You'd they'd be quite tough. And they could have such a simple program to them, which is kill and destroy. <laughs> kill anything that's not a... Kill anything that's not Because all, all your robots could just have like a little transmitter, like a, yep. a tag on them, which says, don't kill me. Yeah. 
And then just kill everything else. Kill everything else. Anything oh, and everything. We go to a lot of effort to make our robots not kill people. because And not because robots want to kill people, although secretly I think they all do. But rather, <laughs> it's just that they're these very strong, heavy mechanical yeah. things that if, you know, one of these... Uh, if they turn around and whack us, we're in trouble. Machines turns and, and hits, bums in you. You've just been hit by, you know, a few hundred kilograms of steel. And, like, but that, and that's interesting, isn't it? Again, we could, we could be faced with an alien race that invents that, but... They themselves are much bigger than the robot they've invented. <laughs> well, yeah. These, <laughs> like, so there's, well, there's these, no danger to them, you know. These four armed critters, these these predator drones, weren't uh, for most of them weren't that massive. They were no. similar to, or smaller to it than a human. Yeah, uh, they were. They had some larger, heavy they duty did. ones, but but for the most part, mm. yeah. yeah. So anyway, so they, they fire this cannon and they they hit the spaceship, and it it rocks yeah. and it. It clearly Shattered. did not like that. It was no. a massive explosion, and there was you know clouds rolling back. Yeah. It was, and then, so it, it was a trailer. Mo- it was it was something that you'd definitely show on the trailer, wouldn't yep. you? You'd, that explosion, you'd definitely put on the trailer, and and the spaceship buggers off. Yeah, it and, runs away to mummy. Yeah, it's been un- unclear as to whether they've been victorious or not, but it not it, that, it, it, it ran away. You know, they yeah. victor- If you take old school battles, that was a you know they they fled. oh they they drove them off. Yeah. By, uh, not surprising, it was a big gun. Yeah. <laughs> My gun's bigger than your gun. Um, and the shield gets back to normal. Yeah, they're putting and the shield so back together. They, Although they power it back together. They, they start experiencing some fluctuations Glitches, and, and yeah. problems with their shield that they quickly manage to patch up. Yeah. Uh, and we have a, a bit of another, this an, another interlude here. Yeah, yeah. Where this time we're starting to look at the um, Yang and his... Uh, attempting to gain the affections of Lin Lang, and uh, they go on the little stroll into the shield generator know, pylon. You're jumping. You're jumping. I'm jumping ahead. You're again. Jumping. Uh, no, in this interlude, because you're just before that. In this interlude, the four of them go to the hippest nightclub oh, in town. Oh, that's right. They have the big, the big. And that, that's oh, right. where. Um, sorry, I've forgotten her name from the Grey Eagle Squad. She's basically, you know, they have a one-on-one moment where she's uh, like. Love, Ninin you should love, or? yeah, you should love like you only have five minutes left in your life. Like what if you only have five minutes left? And they're sort of, because everyone's celebrating here that they got rid of the mothership. Uh, yee yee. Yee yeah. Yeah, Lee yee yee. Yeah. So she, so they go to this nightclub and she's like, it's the hippest place in town. Um, and that, uh, what's his name? The motorcycle guy, he says... He says, um, oh, there was better music at my dad's high school graduation or something like that. And she goes, well, there hasn't been many nightclubs around because of, you know, the situation yeah. the world's in. <laughs> this is as good as it gets, mate. You know, and it's like, that's that's a fair enough point. You know, it like, looked like a pretty cool place. Pretty cool to me, yeah. You and I don't get out that often. No. Um, no. We're trapped in our space. You'd be space. surprised at what I think is pretty cool. <laughs> um yeah, so they have that moment, and I think the point of that scene anyway was okay. Like they're they're relaxing and they're they're being young kids as they should be, but uh, also the fact that he's saying she says to him, "You should love like you only have five minutes left of your life." Yes, we get that. We get a little yeah, echo like, of that back later when they go for their last mission. Yeah. Um, so they all enjoy some hard earned freedom at the bar, um, and he gets the moment uh, with Lin Lan. And um, which is at the little noodle place, noodle shop. Yeah, so which was nice because she kind of came in 
a bit dejected and looked a bit down, even though they've won this sort of battle. And uh, he, he, you don't know he's there. And then he sort of bobs up uh, because he's kind of eating the noodles. And this is like, and the, the joke of the chef is, you would think at the command center, you guys would get fed good noodles. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're not as good as your noodles, you know, which I, I like that. You know, it's, it's very true, isn't it? Like this, you know, like you expect these big institutions to have good stuff, but no, the little guy at the little corner where these well, guys... Well, I think also it's, a, it's that case that part of the flavor of the food is the nostalgia, the, the environment of it, more so than just the ingredients. Hmm. It's the love you can taste. But here, Jai Young takes his moment, doesn't he, with Lin Lan? Yeah, he, he, gets, he gets a bit more forward. He asks. gets a bit more forward. He gives her the flower. Yeah. For her birthday, um, and then he he basically even has the balls to ask her out. Yeah, so they have a little conversation, and he, and he asks her out, um, and it's nice because she kind of again she he gives her the flower, and she kind of like goes, "Thank you." Yeah, that, that's nice. <laughs> it's a nice flower, but she doesn't give him anything back. You know, she's playing hard to get here, and you kind of then you know from a different angle see that she smirks a little bit but you don't she's playing she's playing it tough you know because like you she's like thinking this is a bit inappropriate maybe uh yeah she's got a wonder there about the whole power differential Mm. uh so then he alludes to um the fact that they kind of going to go on a date but they're checking the generators yeah Yeah. and um i never really understood it but before that he's He's in a leather jacket and then, was it Lee or Yee? Yee. Yee says, oh, I've got another idea. And like, then he's in his military. Oh, attire. yeah, that's right. He's like, trying on different stuff. Yeah, to kind of to cool. be cool. Yeah. But then it's in his dress uniform. Yeah, which I, I didn't quite get. I think maybe no. culturally I'm a bit out of that. I'm not too sure. But anyway, because he's in his like the military, but like ties all loose and he's all cash. And then because she's all cash. Yeah. I just didn't get that. I just I was no, totally in the I'm dark not, on that scene. Yeah, I, but they I sort know. of have an actual intimate moment, don't they? So they check the generators, and it's gonna. He go, he kind of goes, "Oh, it's gonna take some time. We Let's could talk. talk. <laughs> we could talk." She Which says. is, uh, of course, we all know that's code for talk, talk, because this is a Chinese movie. It is. So it's literally gonna be talk. Yeah. And um, she tells us about her father being in the military, and the fact that. Um, she didn't get to say goodbye to him. He was at a military post. Um, so she sort of regrets that. It's a regret of her life. Yeah. I think we, we've also learned by this stage that uh, the the gunnery captain of the cannon who gave her the big rose oh, yeah, was she, just a buddy. Yeah, yeah she's a, and he's a buddy and they graduated together. and Which, yeah, is, so which that, is kind of her giving him permission to have a bit of hope. Yeah, yeah. Which is... You can have a crack, and that just leads to the next scene, which is cracks start to appear in Shanghai. Oh, we have some trouble. And the ground, the ground starts cracking, and yeah, things start and moving the, and, the and crystals shifting. wobble, and yeah, terrible. And it kind of goes into again like that council with the guy badly dubbed. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched I've watched my fair share of like Hong Kong yeah. movies and Chinese movies, and whenever they have a white actor come on, invariably they just they're so badly directed. And they seem the, to be, don't they? And the 
the speech is so stilted and robotic. Uh, it's and just... even their um, their facial expressions, because there was two white guys in the council, yeah. and they're like the guy with the uh, the other guy that didn't have any lines. He didn't actually have any dialogue, I don't believe. But he, and he was just kind of like, hmm. It'd be like a real close up of him just giving a real sort of like very serious squint of the eyebrows and stuff. Yeah. But it, it, I, it's it's bizarre because then. The Chinese actors are, are directed really well, so it's yeah, kind of yeah. a you know like, that's what I mean. Like it's a it's like what are they not? I, I don't know. I think it's their impression of what that white character would do in that moment. Yeah, like maybe and or maybe it's a it's a again it's difference a cultural, in body language yeah, and things. Something. So it's like I think there is there's something there because the rest is directed well. So when so the white guy sort of turns and, and looks a bit odd, like he's yeah. not moving his body quite right. Yeah, the Chinese guy was going. Yeah, that's that's what white guys that's look like. White, <laughs> that's what a white guy would exactly do. I'm going to put and, that in. And here. he spoke English. Yeah, yeah, white guys speak English. White guys, yeah, he does. That's close enough. Yeah, so we'll just dub it in Chinese, and then it'll get redubbed back to English when you're watching in English. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they talk about that um, the cracks are appearing, and what's actually happening is there seems to be a bit of a weakness um, in the shield. Um, and that uh, there's an attack on, um, yeah, there's an attack where the weakness of the shield could self-destruct. It could all sort of yeah, implode cause, on cause itself. Yeah, because about this, the cannon, firing of the cannon was more demanding than they expected. And yeah. And it was, yeah, exposing this, because they had this concern that using the power for the cannon would draw the power for the shield. Yeah. But they're realizing now it's actually more severe than that. Yeah. And... All the, the computer simulations showed it should be okay, but yeah. reality is turning out to be a little bit less certain. Definitely. And so then all of a sudden there's a attack from the mothership as in a bit of a secret attack. It's not, it's not the big mothership laser attack, but it's the weakness in the shield has enabled them to send their drones, oh, their predators in. Because it's, it's but, heavy cloud cover. We don't see yeah, the mothership this but, time. But all of a sudden, um, these predators are like, they're, they're in the command center. And they're like ripping people apart oh, and all man. that, and um, they're blowing, you know, they're blowing things up, and they're 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 having a real crack at that command center, the alien, you know, to try to destroy it. Obviously, mm. so it's, it's them showing, which I think is a good thing, because the general, as I said before, the general's the opposite. It's like all of a sudden they've done a military surprise attack, so they've sent in their kind of. You know, it's like behind, behind enemy lines. They've got them behind, and they're, yeah. they're, they're the one point. And and this is really shows you the power of their robotics or their drones, because inside that command center, we kind of the camera pretty cool follows like one of them. He just like he's ripping soldiers left, right, and when the Grey Eagle squad kind of rock up, and they're flung flung around. Um, and it's just one drone, like kind of, and, and he's going over the roof, and he's going under things, and he's pulling oh, so fast, and, and yeah, over. and he's trying to get into the um, the server, like the main central scene, yeah, the, the and he kind of like lasers the door and gets in there, and this is where we get. Now I don't know, he's is it? <laughs> I just my the brain, my brain thought Horatio, but it was that's not very Chinese, is it? But his name was something like that, if you want to know. I know, I've, I've met a Chinese guy called Calvin. Yeah, yeah, I know. Another one called Joel, so maybe... This is the motor guy, motorbike guy, I'm pretty sure. Um, and he, um, he, you know, like, he kind of is the last defense in that service. Uh, Pan Hanchi. That's it, that's it, that's the guy. Except, of course, and this is the surprising thing, you try and hear them say that, and it's more like, Pan, yeah. yeah. And you're like, I didn't get that, sorry, no, did didn't. you... It's like it's I presume Horatio. Pan Horatio. <laughs> so, so 
he kind of like, you know, they're telling, stop the server and he like crashes the server or something like that. Like he deliberately breaks the server as the drone is there trying to like download it or I don't know or something like that, you know. He's oh, like, yeah, it was you bit, turn I, off the server. It was a bit confusing. It was exactly a little bit. Yeah, do. it was a little And then the others ran in and, and of course the drone uh, stabs him and sort of throws yeah, him over yeah, the ouch. computer. And the others are like, no. Um, and they manage to destroy, you know, like uh, blow that yeah, drone pin its, a bit. pin its arm to the side and yeah. then get a gun right in close. Right, right in close, it, which yeah. kills it. Um, but then within, within that, because of all the action of trying to stop the server, it's like a self-destruct mechanism has been activated. And so they all like run out of that command center and it boom. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a boom. I, again, I was, I was a little bit confused exactly what had happened there. Yeah. But except... It wasn't really important to exactly what happened. No. Enough damage was done, basically. Yeah, that, and we, um, we have a death of one of the yeah, Grey or Squadron. One Grey or Squadron. The one who uh, was sort of had a bit of a relationship with the female in there. Yeah. Although it wasn't, it wasn't overtly said, except no. it was kind of hinted that this wife that he wanted to ride a motorcycle with yeah. was her. Yeah. Because he, yeah, he had this dream of her riding a motorbike with him. So anyway, obviously there's another little reprieve, and the the city mourns its losses. You mm. know, like all these soldiers that have died in this attack, in this battle, and um, and of course the main characters are mourning Horatio's loss. <laughs> oh, Horatio knew him well. <laughs> yeah, so they, they they sort of mourn the fact that you know he's gone, and there's a candle vigil kind of in the city street or something, and. Um, you know, they, they kind of go, they, they have a moment. They do have a moment, you know, where they're all contemplating their own future. Uh, so then we cut to then the general. He has a battle plan. Uh, he's, got yes. a, he's got an idea. We have one last, because they're, they're going to say, they're saying, oh, we're going to have to just leave Shanghai. Yeah. Like, that's it. We're done. Yeah. And the, There's another debate. It, everyone's know. sort of going, well, that's cool, but where do we go? Like, yeah. we've got, we don't really have anything else. So the general has, has his, last, his last battle plan. Yeah. And it was really pointed out now that the shield is failing. Yeah. And they can't, they certainly can't run the shield now and have this cannon. So he's got his battle plans. Uh, does he actually tell us what the battle plans yeah, are? Um, or, is, or is it just like we have battle plans and then the ship turns up and they, they get into it? I can't remember. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Because he, he, take, kind of he takes, he, yeah, he says, yeah, we're going to be here at the control room. Yeah. We need someone to. Destruct well, the crystals. Well, I think I think in that first of all, in that scene, he's just saying because I think he says we need to well, we need to evacuate everyone. Like the citizens need to evacuate, but what we need to do is like we'll put all the energy so the shield won't work. I think what's just told to us is like he wants to put all the energy into the cannon. Yeah, you know, so d- uh, turn off the we're shield. We're use the, but beyond that, we're not really told everything. We're going to use the new XR fifty one. Grey Eagle Squadron fighters and the drones as the shield. Yeah, and so anyway, we, we you're right. Like we don't see his whole plan, but you know he's saying this is. And the we're last not even sure what this this Grey Eagle Squadron like. He's like, well, hang on. If the drones weren't working, it, then what what are they talking about? This so there's yeah. they get some other weapon that they're going to use. They do. They use other arsenal. So that we see um, military getting. There's a bit of a montage. We see the military getting ready. We see the city being evacuated very calmly, as I said yes. at the start tonight. <laughs> They're all sort of, oh, and and it's really like again, I just culturally, it's quite different. It's like 
you need to leave the city and don't worry, it's only a short amount of time yeah, and you will return. Back. Yes, we will return. <laughs> you will return back to your homes. It's like, yeah, just a very different scenario to what we see in the Western movies. It's like, run! <laughs> run for your life! You're yeah. not coming back! Like, take what you've got! Suited <laughs> because military if you don't, guys looters will take it, you know? like Waving everyone on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here it's just like, yeah, politely leave is one of those big, great orange roadwork signs sort of saying, go this way. And they all do. Sorry, yeah, they all nice, do. Yeah. It's very nice, actually. Um, so, yeah, and it's basically a fight to the death. You get the impression it's a fight to the death. Yeah, this this is the last This hand. is the last hurrah. Um, and the command centre, he, he has all these agents. They're all on these sort of digital machines. And the general says, you know, we are going to shut the shield down and we will be the first target. We will shut the shutters and sit in the shop. Yep. And they all agree to this and they all get to work and the shield collapses so that that energy can be sent to the cannon. And we kind and of... Sure enough, as sure soon enough, as it does, <laughs> come the, through the drones. The predators and annihilators. Roaring through and they just go straight And there. they just blow it up. They just... We don't, we don't even have, I thought there was going to be a fight scene, but they just blow the shield. They, they ripped it to pieces. Nah, they're like, okay, you've opened up the shield, no worries. They, they launched these new aircraft that, in fact, this is what the Grey Eagle Squadron were training for yeah. in, the, in the start, which seems to be these, I don't know, these weird UFO things that they sit mm. in personally, and they each have some sort of major squadron of drones. drones yeah. And they've all been trained... And it's sort of been hinted at here before yeah. about their, their neuro reflexes and stuff. Yeah. They've all been trained to be able to operate many things at once. Yes. So they, they're not just controlling a drone. Yeah. They're flying and they're leading a whole squadron of drones. And, and their ships, are, their aeroplanes are quite powerful. They've got a special yeah, laser. Got, and, I think they've got these, these magic crystals in them. Yeah, I think so. So they're, they're sort of flying there and they've got, I don't know, 20 or 30 drones uh, It's around a very them. impressive a yeah. aerial fight. As, Fleet. Yeah, huge massive missile. Again, it very, very reminds me of this um, yeah. Macross saga. You should watch it, I yeah. guess. So this whole sort of battle scene unfolds where, of course, all these predators and annihilators are flying from the mothership and they're kind of annihilating a lot of them, but a lot are getting through. Yeah, they just they can't quite keep up with the They can't strain. quite keep up. They're, they're sort of trying to, like, you know, keep them back because obviously the shield's down. The command center, the general sacrifices himself and it just gets blown apart. Um, and then basically, I think Linlan says to them, "All right, you need to now protect the base, like the where where the the cannon, the, uh, the cannon base, yeah, yeah." So they the, the of, cannons charging up, trying yeah. to get a good shot. Yeah, yeah. And then at, at uh, a key moment when the lots of bad guys come for the cannon, it lines up and it fires, and it's like boom! It's this huge, big explosion. This all this ash falls out of the sky, and it's glows. It's an incredible sight. Yes, and it's silent for a moment. Yep. And then the the smoke and the clouds and, and all this ash sort of clears, and you realise that the mothership had actually drawn up all of its predator drones in front of the laser, and all that stuff falling out of the sky were all of these drones. Yeah. Falling from the sky and the so ship. It protected the mothership yeah, from so any they, damage. They learnt from the last laser attack. But they now, the, but now it's kind of a bit open to attack because yeah. most of its defences have been destroyed. Yeah. Which is great because we need this little bit of extra help. So and the fight's back on. 
But at the same time, uh, some of the drones and that are like, they're getting closer to the energy source, aren't they? They're like to Linland. Yeah, they're digging their way in. They're digging their way in. They're sort of smashing through that base. And and they've fact, gone past the first line of defense, had to fall yeah. back. And the second and third, they're, they're inside, like it looks like a big warehouse yeah. with like an elevator yeah. shaft. And we, we have, um, uh, it's not Jai Young, is it? It's the other guy. He, he like tried to save them and then he's crashed and then he starts no it is Jai Yang, yeah, he's Yang, Yang and like, he's fighting one you know like he has a manual fight with a couple of these robots yeah, he, doesn't he it's you know, in like, close and he's really close, close and personal and he gets flung around but he also like fires them and another one comes over the top of him and he fires them and then we have a moment that uh the, they're kind of losing all the soldiers are kind of getting annihilated and uh Lu Yi that 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 one yeah. is um she has a moment and she's like a flashback uh, to Horatio, I believe. Yes. And- <laughs> it's not about being... What, what is it? It's not about being brave. It's about yeah. not letting it affect you or something. Yeah, or- and she sort of smiles. Oh, and, and- I think about... Are you happy place or something? Oh, yeah, like- yeah, something like that. She has a yeah. moment anyway as these things are kind of descending and if they get past her, they're going to get to the energy source. Yeah, and then this- she, you know, she smiles. And this surprised me because I just wasn't expecting her to then... She has this like special grenade and boom annihilates them all that, are, that yeah. are like you know commands the whole base so they can't get entrance into there um so that's self-sacrifice number three yeah so that's also as you said the cannons fired and failed um, and they're recharging and the thing it, in the thing with that as well is the guy controlling the cannon he's like oh in the aftermath of it all we've we've we, we've lost our guidance system oh yeah no, you know so because they're, they're like have another shot and he's like i can't i can't get it onto the mothership um, and then so Linlan is saying, uh, we've got to use all the energy um, to destroy everything, Shanghai. Yeah. We're just going to like rip it out. We're going to like wipe it out of this so that, and I, I mean, my interpretation of that, I don't know what yours was, but mine was kind of like, are, are they annihilating Shanghai so the aliens just can't get it? Or are they annihilating yeah. it to annihilate the aliens? I got the idea is sort of like they're taking the bat and ball and going home. Yeah. So... Uh... Because I, I guess they don't, if the alien has gone to this sort of extent to get a hold of this energy source, maybe they don't want the alien to get a hold of it. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. Yeah. Because perhaps like, that'll well, be even fuck worse. You, you're not getting this either. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's also the case that if it's all gone, they'll leave. They'll just leave. Shanghai yeah. Alone. And like, I guess that's the thing. All the citizens have been evacuated. So, so anyway, Lin Lan kind of pushes the red buzzer that starts making the crystal you know, rip apart. Yeah, the big cave falls, yeah, starts falls collapsing. And, and she's just, she's self-sacrificing She's number herself. four. <laughs> number four to go. Yeah. Which Jai Yang is like, no. No. I never got to, we just had a talk. Yeah, we got to, well, there was a good talk. It was a good talk and I really enjoyed the talk. But it wasn't that good to talk. <laughs> I would have preferred the talk to have something else in the talk. Yeah, okay? Maybe go for a picnic or something. Yeah, like, you know, at, least nice. have a, at least a, like, you know, a little bit of grass somewhere. Um, and, uh, the predators at the same time are controlling, oh, sorry, they're getting closer to the cannon control room, like physically, you know, they're on the ground, they're in there, they're annihilating the soldiers. So of course, if they get in there and shut off the cannon, you know, um, means they've got no chance. And then we're having this amazing scene of like Shanghai, as we know it, uh, collapsing in upon itself. Oh, right? yeah, incredible. He's building, this falling and it was an amazing bit of uh, graphic work oh, there. Yeah. Because like, like even the river like became rock beds and you know like the you know like real yeah. 
tectonic plates kind of shit. Yeah, like, things it's were moving. It's and again because it was all sort of geography and and buildings. Yeah, it looked photorealistic oh, it, it looks fantastic yeah yeah and in fact like I, I, we might talk about later but like you know even when those annihilators attacked that that second time like some of them hit some of those buildings and i thought that cgi was really cool like mm. you had like little fireballs going off on buildings and stuff that amazing building in shanghai that's you know got the sort of hole in the middle you know um sort of got hit by one there's a Although bit of I noticed fire they didn't yeah they're they're iconic was it their their sphere on the stick yeah that never got hit that that was <laughs> Because that's how you know it's Shanghai, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you see that, it's Shanghai. Well, to me, it's that and then the building with the hole in the middle. Yeah. Which is like an architectural, you know, amazing thing that they've done there. Uh, anyway, so Shanghai is sinking. Lin Lan, then we have a moment, she, you know, as I said, she she destroys. Um, she cl- it collapses in on her. Um, and... That last guy... The last soldier, the last Grey Eagle guy, who, what's his name? Whoa, I'm going to go with <laughs> seeing you. Yeah, he decides. They they, they really quickly realised, because way back at the start, they had done as a bit of a manoeuvre, I think, hadn't they? And it was like, he's like, I need to be the bait again so yes. that the cannon has something to shoot at. Yeah, so there's a track on my infrared yeah. beacon or something. So he kind of like goes straight at the mothership. I mean, a little bit again, like Independence Day. Yeah, like, Send like Will Smith goes. I'm going to go right in there to self destruct it. So he's going right in, and so that way the cannon has something to target. And at that last minute, and he's kind of going in real, you know, bazookas flying. You know, yeah. take that, take that, take that. You know, I'm just going to give you everything I've got. Um, and he makes a little dent, and the cannon fires, of course, and hits him and the mothership. Hits the yeah, mothership right finally. in the sweet spot. Right, it's crystal. Oh, me crystal. Oh, no. And it and it just, you know, like it dies, basically. We get an even bigger explosion. This yeah. is like every time this thing fires, we get something impressive. And this was no different. Yeah, and again, very Independence Day, you know, this ship kind of, this massive thing in the sky, like falling down to earth. And uh, they didn't bother to show the whole thing. It kind of, you know, is collapsing. And then they went into the smoke and then it's five years later. Five years later, yes. And they're commemorating their win against the oh, aliens. And we can see the city's being rebuilt. Yeah, and they're telling us that. They're like, Shanghai is kind of, you know, getting back together. This great city is uh, getting getting back to its roots. And we can see the painters and the it's construction the roots Because and... the roots have been exposed yes. by collapsing ground. That's yes. right, yeah. So they've they're fixed, they're fixed all that. And the city's a bit different looking. Still has that sphere. But there's some more modern, you know, yeah, futuristic-looking it, buildings. Yeah, it's got that nice, those smooth, rounded... Yeah, you know, a bit more electronic looking. signs. Yeah, a yeah. bit more going on. Um, and anyway, they're commemorating that win. And Jai Young is now the general. Oh, Must yeah. be the youngest general in yeah, Chinese history. Yeah, he, because he looks <laughs> like a maybe 16-year-old. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling he's just beat babyface. He's probably 20 or something. And to me, there's like a whole other story in that. It's like, like some of those other soldiers would be like, He's not a bloody general. Yeah. He's only like twenty. Just what? Just because he was the one that was left standing. I, I think there would be a little bit of it again in yeah, the West. There would he, be a little bit did of. Did he actually did he exhibit really leadership qualities? We don't believe in heroes. We believe in you know working as a team. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was a political maneuver. I think so. So maybe maybe he's not uh, a, a combat general. Maybe he's one of these attaché generals, like a. Well, he was combat, but it just doesn't make sense. He's a, so young a political general. A figurehead general, as yeah. opposed to someone like the the guy who the originally general, commanded, yeah. who was was a grizzled was war a... veteran of some sort. 
So they then after that they returned to his home, which is all being painted and renovated and stuff. And the soldier says to him, you know, it's pretty much the same as it was five years ago. And he sort of wanders around and reflects on things and uh, thinks about Lin. And he remembers when he was recruiting. Yeah. And he's filling in the, the application form. The yeah. reason he chose Shanghai was because that's where Lin Lang was stationed. Yeah. But we have this moment where he, um, they, they also, we didn't say it before, but before the big battle, they all put stuff into a box oh, that was yeah, going to yeah. live for a hundred years. Yeah, there's that whole um, and, five, love like you got five minutes. And yeah, so he sends that yeah. text, so sends I that, love you. And he the text failed at yes. the time. And it said, the phone says, the, the brick phone says, you know, we'll retire when possible. You know, you're thinking, yeah. well, yeah, if it's the end of the world, I don't think it's going to keep retrying. But it, it's not the end of the world. So obviously the phone kept retrying. And the nice little moment here is, of course, is his phone. He looks at his phone and it was like, oh, the message was successfully sent. Mm. But then there's also a reply from Linland. So it's like... Or from, her last message anyway. Yeah, which it was. But it, but in this moment, five years in the future, it's like, oh, that's from the grave, really. Like her message is coming through now because he's just yeah recharged his phone. I, I liked all that because it's very now, isn't it? You're like yeah. kids now would identify with that. A, um, yeah, it's a time capsule arrangement that is modernized. Yeah, because... You know, you and I, at our age, it's like, you know, with our wives or girlfriends or whatever back in the day, you know, like, yeah, you, you took them on dates and you a, might a have... A clay tablet. Yeah, a clay tablet. <laughs> Smoke uh, A bird that, like, chips into the wall or yeah, something like that to send them a message, you know, those sort of things. So it's nice to... Like, I thought this was very modern, you know, in that yeah. way. Um, so that's nice. And obviously he then, like, I think he replies, good night and sleep well, and then it's like sending, 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 you know. So that's a nice little, yeah, ending to the film. It was, it was, yeah. There's, again, there's, there's a lot of people died, uh, killed themselves. A lot uh, of people sacrificed sacri- themselves. Which, again, yeah. I, I think this is... I think it's cultural. It's, it is cultural because The Wandering Earth had a fair bit of, bit more than just a single self-sacrifice in it as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not like, uh, I guess, Armageddon where just the one guy rides a nuclear bomb to detonation. Ooh. Yeah, I... I... <sighs> I think that is a cultural thing. I think there's a very... We've looked at... I mean, look, I haven't watched heaps of Chinese films over the years. I've watched a few. But if we just do take the two we've talked about, Wandering Earth and this one, there is uniquely some sort of theme in these films, which, again, it should be. Like, if you take an Australian film versus American film, they are very different. I mean, there's the Western elements, of course, but there's going to, there has to be a kind of voice that is Australian in the Australian film and then in the American, you know, you know, and we just, it's just that we get bombarded with Hollywood films, you know, so we're used to the hero and all this sort of stuff, you know, quite often you look at Australian films and they don't necessarily have that um, happy ending and that's what people complain about. They don't have, they have a bit more of a bit of a like, yeah, well, that's, that's what it's like, you know, like they're a bit more of a realistic end. Hollywood films always have that nice resolution, you know, even if the hero dies in a Hollywood film, there's still something nice at the end of the film. Yeah, you know? something there's little important upbeat, about it. You know? yeah. If you take Bollywood, you know, no matter what, at the end of the film, no matter good and bad that's happened in a Bollywood film, they finish with a song. Like there's a song at the end of every Bollywood film. It doesn't matter how brutal the film has been. There is a song because that's what Indian culture expects from their stories. They expect a happy song at the well, end of like it. It's like you watch uh, British TV shows. They'll always have a song in the middle. Yep. 
Like, you know, a talk show. Yep. And then I just have like a song in the middle and he's like, what, what's this yeah, all about? What the hell is that? <laughs> I think in Australia, we're far more cynical about a lot of these things, you know, our underdog culture and also tall poppy uh, culture. Like, we don't, we don't like that happy ending or we or we perceive that we don't like that happy ending anyway and uh, my whole point here is that i think looking at these two chinese films is that of course there is a solid theme of the world is in trouble um in china they would address that problem as in right we need to work together this is our solution and we're going to work together as a team and that's how yeah the, the problem like, is is larger than an individual yeah. And the only way to overcome it is that we have to work as a team. You're not going to have an individual. You can't go rogue on this shit. The only way we're going to beat this is individual. In American version of this, Independence Day, you need someone like Will Smith to go, nah, we're going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be, and that's a really bad Will Smith impersonation. But, you know, yeah, that, we're going to go was, off and do not Will Smith. Like, that's go like Bugs Bunny. It is a bit of Bugs Bunny. Yeah, what's up, dog? That's right. Well, I'm Australian. I don't have that in me. Okay, so, so, yeah, that's the uh, concept that I think there's a political theme coming through there. So where would you place this on your ladder? Look, again, we look at this very positively and it is a ladder. It's not um, top yeah. bottom. I always think it's a bit unfortunate that, that we have to, yeah, it's hard sometimes to, yeah. to rate. I think they need to be in sort of groups and they change based on yeah, the mood. But I, but, but I think if we go back to the essence that you and I talked about space frames and we said... It's not ranking them like rungs of a ladder. Like the idea is it's just a rung on a ladder. Like mm. it's just a thing. And maybe this one has some better things than another one, but it's not so much like best to worst. You know, I suppose that's what I want to say. And I, but I, I will put this one at the bottom rung of my ladder. Yeah. Not meaning that it's, 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 uh, it's, it's this worst movie ever, but just that comparing it to the other well, films I looked at. I have that's seen a lot worse movies. Yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> that's no problem. There. I mean, it you was were, a, a you beautiful movie. Uh, if you like your action with shooting and robots oh, and explosions, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. some touching, uh, moving human yeah. moments in there. Uh, it's, it's a bit inexplicable, I think, some of the translation maybe from yeah, the book and might, that might be a bit into novel, issue, into yeah. movie and also into English. You, you kind oh. of get a little bit disjunction there but yeah so I'll, I'll put it down the bottom there based on my tendency to re-watch or have a, a you know maybe a, a computer-based agenda on some of my other mm. films that I, watch. I I kind of I'd be interested in I don't I wonder if you can get this book in English like I'd sort of because I think the concept's cool like the concept's really cool yeah, I'd like to see. Uh, I have so a feeling I'd, that the book probably covers a bit more about the power yeah. source and its effect. I, and, and you know, I said that at the start. Like, I kind of I was interested in like, well, where did this thing come from? Is, is there a bit more description about that? Yeah. I, you know, and I guess I can totally understand a movie because you're like, well, you, you can't tell all this backstory because that's a real no no. You know, you got to get to the action. And and again, that, that, if you want to watch it, this film does get to the action really quickly, doesn't it? I mean, we have. Like the mothership rocks up in that first twenty minutes, and it's attacking them. And we have the drones, and we have everything happening in that first sure in the first twenty minutes. Like they're not delaying it, are they? Um, yeah. So for me, I'm just putting it at that bottom rung, uh, more so because I felt like I wanted a bit more emotional um, of attachment to the characters. I think mm. their characters were interesting, but I wanted a bit more. Uh, for me as an audience member to connect to. 
Yeah. I, I didn't completely connect to those or uh, those characters, but it was there. You know what I mean? Um, but I think if you are someone into CGI, this is a really cool film and to as look said, at. Some like, of these anime type action, yeah. like it definitely reminded me of these space dog fights yeah. that you, you're seeing. And even if you're a gamer, like I, th- I think this is the kind of if you if you're into that kind of gaming, you know what mm. I mean, like battles and explosions and stuff. Like far out, that like, this really crosses into that path, you know. And I think that's always um, the difference here is like you're dealing with an alien that it is drones and robots. You're not dealing with, you know, like alien, like a bloodthirsting, you know, creature. Like this is sci-fi action, hey. Like this Mm. is like really in that battle mode, you know. Yeah, that's a military sci-fi type of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, so it's interesting that kind of thing. Uh, So. Best scene. Best scene we've seen. Yeah, because we've done that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I... I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the, uh, I think maybe it's that extended scene where Yang has crashed. So he he blocked, uh, knocked a, a predator off Yi. Oh yeah. Yi's yeah. um wing, and then he yep. sort of crashed, and he joins the defense of the second or third line of defense. Yep. And there's this whole action sequence of this these predators coming in and soldiers fighting. And there's so many people involved in that and so much action going on everywhere. Like, it's not just this one predator that is in the foreground, but in the background you're seeing guys doing stuff. And, yeah. And it's it's fully choreographed. Yeah. It's The whole thing is a, a complete production. Uh, it was very, very exciting. Made me think that maybe they all should have had those big guns that they... Yeah. Yeah. The one that, that Yang gets a hold of and blows a couple yeah. away with. It's like, you know, why don't they all have those guns? They all needed those guns. What are they doing with these silly machine guns? It's yeah. pointless. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was a great little action sequence, which all, you know, because uh, everyone kept falling back and falling back yeah. around this sort of elevator until Yi Yi was, was there. And she then was the she's last like, woman standing. Reminiscent of zombie films where the zombie horde is collapsing on the person and they yeah. realize that their fate no is sealed. Yeah. And so they, they pull the pin on the grenade. Yeah, and it, it even took a couple of goes before a finger got around it yeah. just to draw it out a bit more. Boom. It was, a, it was just a, a beautiful choreography going from dogfight, aerial combat to crash landing down. And then he's out yeah. in action, hand to hand, up close. And then we have this sacrifice moment at the end. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it's such a nice complete arc yeah, of yeah. action from yeah like different types of fighting different types yeah. of robots and and you've reminded me like because he kind of crashes into this pod thing doesn't he you know and it's like and he's flung out of that pod <laughs> and but the minute he's flung out he like you know he somersaults and kind of gets his bearings for like less than a fraction of a section a second and then it's and then there's a thing on top of him isn't yeah. it you know he's got to pick up a rifle and shoot it and you know the thing hunts him and chases him around and meanwhile as you said like Soldiers are being flung around and, and shot and stabbed and all sorts of that would have sort of taken action so long to choreograph. Yeah, yeah, and I think the budget of this film was pretty big, but like, yeah, that that's where the money went. You know, like it was a number on that. No, I don't have a specific number, but in that, I think they expected this film to be a real big blockbuster. It, that it would yeah. have been big, like the, the quality of the graphics yeah. and the the number of extras. Extras, I imagine soldiers. extras are probably cheaper in China. Yeah. Uh, but because still, still, they, they had the a actors, lot of them. But there were a lot. Yeah. And they were all in costume. Yeah. They all had guns. And that fight scene that, that I'm talking about here is there was there were stacks of things going on. Yeah. The whole... Constantly. Every, Choreography was amazing. Yeah. Every person would have had to have been given direction. Yeah. Because they're using... You know, it looked like they actually had blanks. Yeah. As opposed to CGI yeah. sort of bullets. 
So all of that would have to have been carefully yeah. staged and arranged. You can't just have people shooting. No, that kind of cho- right. choreography takes a lot. Like when you when you've got like your lead has to do some stuff in the foreground, and then in the background you've got a bunch of extras. You know being hurt as well and mm. having all sorts of stunts and explosions I mean, I and stuff they, like that. Pro- it takes a long time. They probably did layer it though. You know, I'm thinking about it because if you wouldn't want to have it all the background all going and then the lead trips over and bumps his head and goes, ooh, No, but, that's how, but sorry, that's how you have to do it. That's how you have back. to do it. If it's the one shot, you're not layering that stuff. Like really, in I, I, would, I, would have done, I would have done the back and then put a green screen. No, no. You, well, because that, that doesn't look that great. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> And you've I, got to shoot when it. I, when I say I don't know, I mean actually, yeah, I don't. No, you, I don't this, know. Is, this is what I'm saying. Like it's same in Hollywood. Like you've got to shoot that. That stuff has to be shot live, you know. And that's why quite often you'll have, you know, the the lead. Oh, it gets pulled into this room and it's on it one on one battle, and it's like everyone's like, oh, that's a cool battle. But I'm thinking, yeah, but it would have been kind of cooler in front of all those yeah. other dudes, and the, that's what they've done in but, this movie. But the director and the choreographer are going, oh, uh, thank God, just yeah, can we? Draw this out. Draw this one out of him. Do you know how long it took us to make uh, Kinar Reeves fight Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix? That was like three months just to get that one scene. You know, it's like, and you want extras in? (laughs) You want extras fighting in the background? Yeah, I want extras. Actually, speaking of that, I was watching uh, an amazing demonstration of this new replacement for green screen technology. Right. Which are basically big LCD displays. Yeah which wrap around the actor in a okay, yeah. three walls of a room, basically. And then they map a 3D environment onto those screens. Mm. And they're saying it's, it beats uh, green screen because the actors can actually respond to those environments. Yeah. And the example I have in there is sort of a small version of what Disney's using. It's the Disney yeah. thing they're using in their... Um, they've used it in Solo movie yeah. and also the new... Uh, Star Wars series that they're doing. Yeah. But the, the demo on YouTube, I, I can't remember what it's called now. The demo on YouTube is just like a, a guy walks up to a motorbike and gets on and sort of puts his helmet on and that's sort of it. But the camera's moving around and you're getting full 3D parallax of the background because the yeah. camera is mapped to the 3D backdrop. Yeah. So the ground has got real dirt and a couple of rocks and a yeah. motorbike, but all the rest of it is a uh, 3D environment. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was incredible. And they just changed the day. You know, they showed how they just changed the lighting to make it look like day or, mm. or night because the light rig is also mapped into the 3D virtual world. Yeah. So when they change the lighting on the light, <coughs> the, it changes the lighting in the 3D world. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're saying that this is sort of you know, next level green screen stuff yep. because uh, at the moment, because of the size of these panels, it's very expensive to make. Yeah. Because you imagine a, a TV screen, size a super board. high resolution TV screen, the size of a, a billboard. Yeah. Uh, or you know, a, a, a studio stage, I suppose. Yeah. But the advantage, as I said, is unlike in, say, um, what are we talking about? That, that Avatar. In Avatar, they use this technology where they'd actually like put little, uh, little screens which were mapped and they could, so they could check to see what the three environment looked like. Yeah. But it was still just green screen. Yeah. This one is, is the next thing here where they've actually put those screens out and, and that's all around. So they'll yeah. be able to have uh, action occurring on these images and, you know, like you know, a car crash or something in the background and the actors could respond to it in real time more realistically. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also reflection. They showed like reflections off his sunglasses. He put sunglasses on, and so of course you get reflection, and you get reflection of what looks like the rocks and the stuff in the background. Yeah, it's yeah. actually a reflection of the screen. And then you're filming that, so yeah, it's you're filming, filming it. it more live again. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. more live, and and you can you know choose angles and things. Yeah, so. and the actors can relate to that. So that was more. that was quite incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I I told you about that thing from Sony where. They sort of like they want to digitally map like you know icons like maybe the Statue of Liberty for example, but it could also just be a room, a studio, and then or a set, and then that way they can replicate that just totally digitally. Mm. So that it's not like what you're saying where the actors can see it, but it's such high quality that the directors and the cinematographers can decide. Oh well, right now we want the, like you. You're the actor. We want you to be there, and the background is there, and it's a close-up of you. But in fact, I want the background to be taller or smaller, or I want it mm. to be a low angle. So therefore, the it's not like just a green screen with footage of the Statue of Liberty. It's now that they can they can move the Statue of Liberty to make it look more yeah. realistic. So you're at the foot or at the head, and it's so they digitally map it. It takes a hell of a lot of time to do that, but it, it then they can move it digitally, you know, mm. so it's not just a picture of the Statue of Liberty. It's like this 3D model of and it. And I, I guess they can uh, dress the setting as well. Like, so yeah. you're seeing it in his office, you go, would he have a red water bottle? That's like right. Him, or yeah. would they it be a green pencil case? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's a little bit more, when I heard that talk from that Richard Goyder guy from Sony, it's like, you know, it's it's about cheaper for smaller budget film well, you, stuff. You but, mix that then with the, the deep fake type stuff where... Yeah. Uh, there's a, a company they're they're working special effects company they're working uh, with this director and producer to produce this movie. I can't remember the name of the movie now, but they're yeah, it's a bit of a gimmick, I think. Really, they're using James Dean. Right. James Dean will star in this film, so they've actually got a body double basically who's yep. going to wear a, a motion capture type suit, and in some fashion, and they're basically going to have James Dean in there, which I can't think of any reason why you'd want to have that yeah but except they're showing off their yeah tech basically but it, it's it is getting to that point where you might have two varieties of actors the physical actor yeah and then, and the, then the looks and voice actor yeah so <laughs> the physical actor can do all the you know all the characterful facial expressions to capture the movements really accurately and and is physically you know jumping and fighting and rolling and whatever yeah or just expressing emoting very effectively. And then you get someone else who's got like a, a very, the right sort of voice and tone and looks. And yep. you put the looks and the voice over top of the physical guy. Yeah. Uh, which also paves the way then for virtual actors. Yeah. Where the actor themselves never existed. Uh, you just have a, um, just have people whose job it is to, to model and pose all the different facial expressions and movements. And then chop and chop and change them into a, a yeah. fictional character that looks photorealistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then, what's going to happen to actors? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? It's yeah, a weird well, thing. I it'll think we'll... go back around, and and plays will become the big thing because now you've got a real live. It's not just a, a real yeah. actor, but you get a real actor standing directly in front of you. Yeah. But even when that digital world happens, I don't think every film will use that, you know. I, don't, I can't see every... Like, it will be a novelty of things, but I don't it'll, think it will be... It'll be another tool in the, the yeah. case. Like, I mean, now, for example, we do have the, the computer animation and yeah. all sort of things, but there's still... 
you look at I Am Mother, for example, yeah. where there were some scenes where I Am Mother, the mother robot, was entirely CGI. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I was watching a, a bit and they're saying when Mother was walking, holding the hands of the toddler daughter, that was actually entirely CGI because the toddler, oddly enough, was afraid to hold hands. It wasn't acting wasn't well, coming, holding hands yeah. as robot. So they actually just got her mother to hold her hand yeah, and, and walk with her, and then they put the CGI over top. But you'd never know. But at the same time, mother robot was entirely physical yeah, as well. bit of equipment with an actor and a different voice actor doing it. So you sort of got all of those all things. All facets, all tools. Being and, and that's where initially you'll get these gimmicks like putting James yeah. Dean in. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. But it'll get to the point where it's more the case of uh, you'll use the real live actor where they work the best and yep. where you don't really need them. Like you, you imagine a lot of these action scenes as much as, you know, Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise love to do their own stunts. It is very risky and yeah. very expensive. Yeah. Whereas you can then just very cheaply put in a, a digital actor yeah. to be wrecked in fall a car crash, <laughs> yeah, fall out of a plane or whatever, yeah, yeah. and you don't have to worry about insurance yeah. or don't care how good the stunt person is. Jackie Chan's broken his arm and leg and just about died a couple of times. Tom yeah. Cruise has had troubles. Yeah, it's it's just what's going to be used. Well, you, you don't have to pay the insurance. Why? Well, I'm not going to pay the insurance, am I? We just don't do it. We just do that scene digitally. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I just actually heard recently um, that one of the producers behind, you know, the Dark Crystal, the Netflix TV yeah. show, and um, you know, she her, she was talking a lot about that. Them, you know, utilizing puppetry but CGI, like utilizing mm. both, and and I think she said those exact words that they're just tools for the creators to use. You know, they they we still used a lot of puppetry. But then in some moments, the CGI just makes it um, like a, if you utilize that tool, why not? It, it you know? solves certain problems. That... Yeah. But even she said, like, it was funny that uh, the audience wanted the puppetry as well. Like it was a cross crossover. Yeah, like I, we I could know. just do it CGI now in 2019 or 2018. I was a bit disappointed with the amount of CGI because I was. We can uh, we can do puppets. Like, okay. Like, you so I remember now. some of the. Um, some of the critters from the, the original movie, the original movie, yeah, I think were made more well, they were exciting or terrifying because yeah. they were these puppets. sort of puppets, and they, as such, they kind of like those weird crab things, whatever they're called, and those the striders, which were dudes with stilts on their legs, yeah. and, uh, they it sort of CGI'd those, made in, it creepier in the original, and they were yeah, they were more fantastic, I think. Yeah. So what about the science? Sorry, what do you want to pick on in any of the science? Uh, or have we just covered it? <laughs> well, I was going to talk about force fields because yeah. force fields are always very cool. But yeah. you know, I I I really liked all this um the CGI sort of stuff yeah. that's going on there. And uh, there's a a great YouTube channel. Uh, what are they called? Oh man, I knew it just before. The hall. Okay, anyway, this is a great CGI channel. I I'll. Try to come up with a note and chuck it in the notes or something, because <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and try and figure it no, out. No, they, they, there's a great CGI. Yeah, YouTube. they they go through. They have, for example, ones where they compare good to bad CGI and, and yeah. point out the subtleties that make it good. And one really good one they did that you definitely uh, Google it is they improved the Scorpion King. I don't okay. Know if, you, if you saw the Scorpion King with the Rock's sort of first appearance on screen, yeah, and it came in as this computer animated scorpion monster and I, I remember watching it going that looks terrible <laughs> <laughs> it was a good enough movie entertaining movie the yeah. mummy 2 
Scorpion King. But when he comes out of this, this door opens and he comes out, he sort of looks plastic and it's just, it's dreadful. So they actually take that original footage and using their own post-production tools, upgrade it. So they added some dust flecks and they changed some of the lighting and they, they actually used the deep fake technology to take uh, the rock real face and put it on top of the CGI character. And it's, it's remarkable that you get this far more like really realistic looking CGI character by doing a deep fake from a real actor onto it, yeah, which right. is, is really quite strange. Yeah, yeah. But so and they've also got another one where they redo Home Alone as an R-rated um, <laughs> movie. And that's, that's really good. They added in like a whole lot of some of these injuries that these people received. They added a whole lot more gore and, and danger. So, to it. <laughs> and, and these guys, they're doing it. This is, you know, part i say part time but yeah they're professional special effects guys but they're doing this channel yeah. as a side to as their actual business thing. so they're doing it in like the, you know over a weekend type of thing yeah. and what they just can for do, fun what they can do over a weekend these five guys oh it's incredible yeah so definitely check that out and that's yeah um, there'll be other shows we can talk about force fields because there's some some pretty interesting details about how force fields might exist yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And this film explores that with the defense of Shanghai. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to need force fields. If we're going to have a science fiction spaceship that flies about the place, you need force fields. We're in trouble. Yeah. Well, when you look at trouble, uh, Passengers, the right? very yeah. first film we did, it's flying along and it had like some sort of force it did. field it knocking the yeah. asteroids aside, but it's less than too big, in which case, you know, you wake up and not too bad to meet Jennifer Lawrence. She's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, really, when you think about like technically that one meteor woke up one passenger, you know what I mean? Come on. It's not that bad. Yeah. In the success rate, wouldn't it? In the numbers game, the algorithm would be pretty happy with that, I think. So uh, anything more you want to add? Uh, well, I think I mentioned, yeah, Lin Lin played by Shu Ki um, or Ki. Uh, I'm going to again say that. She, that I, she just, the whole movie I was kind of thinking... She's ace in this, you know, and mm. afterwards I looked her up and it's she's got a little tidbit. She's got a couple of little tidbits, but one one little thing is um, she, her agent pulled her out from playing. She was supposed to be in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which would have maybe netted her an Oscar. Oh, wow. You know, and she was, her agent. Born in 1976. Okay, she's a bit older, yeah. But her agent pulled her out of that. So she fired him, of course, for a, for a TV ad. Oh. So she could have got, had an Oscar. Would have been in international Oscar, renowned. Yeah, internationally renowned, beyond it. She's been in quite a bit of different stuff. Um, but I, Because that was the thing. that She stood out to me like, geez, your acting's good. And if I think about that, I'm like, oh, man, she could have been in that film. And, yeah, apparently she rose to fame doing some sort of soft, they'd say soft core porn. Which I don't really understand what that is. Um, um, maybe like teenage lusty. She starred films? in Derek Yee's nineteen ninety six film Viva Erotica, yeah, which was about the erotic film industry in Hong Kong. Okay, so maybe just kind of MA porn sort of thing. <laughs> so not like really porn, but just so, so would have talked <laughs> lots and, of talking and maybe shook someone's hand. Yeah, maybe she hugged someone. Okay. But anyway, I really thought her acting was cool. Um, yeah, the camera was really technically... Oh, she was in Sex and Zen too. That oh, might be it as well. That might be it, yeah. 
the camera was really professional. It was very technical, but we didn't kind of get anything arty-farty. Um, we've talked about that theme. I reckon the Chinese sci-fi is grouped together. And yeah, the, the, the Predators were just so cool, I reckon. I really liked the Predators. That was a really major uh, big thing for me was those, those robots. I reckon they were great. So that probably brings us to the end. So what did you think out there in the world if you're listening to Space Brains on um, Shanghai Fortress? Fortress. <laughs> it's just my brain was dulling there for a second. Um, yeah, let us know what you thought about Shanghai Fortress and yes. also what we've talked about tonight. Like, did you have some favourite scenes? What did you think was good? What science took it? You know, did you take away from this? You like a bit of the tech? You can get us at Space Brains Pod on Twitter, at Space Brains Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Or at Gravity Undone. You definitely can. And uh, I don't think we have a film for next week, do we? Yet have we? I've not thought of one. And next week's film, The Space Between Us. Okay, The Space Between Us. It'll be episode 22. Oh, it's got Gary Oldman in it. Ah. I do like a bit of Oldman. I do like Oldman. We, he was in Tal. He was the voice of Tal. Is one of my favourites in uh, Fifth Element. Yeah, of course. Actually, that's a good one that we need to do as a classic. Well, yeah, I know. There's too many classics. Maybe we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have, to have a classic session. So anyway, yeah. uh, in the meantime, enjoy your sci-fi and we'll see you later. See ya. See ya.